0: worker of yours.
1: Can we have everyone's attention, please? This will only take a moment and it will not be repeated. If you don't
2: mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going.
1: One, two, three. Bad Bad
3: four, five, six. V.I.G.! Five. Five.
4: You are a big fan of uh, of Limp Biscuit then, right? Of who?
5: Limp biscuit? Yeah, I guess
4: I am. How
6: many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. <laughs>
7: As I stand before you today, I see the greatest president in history. Of course
4: he is. He was chosen by God. His hands are so small. And now... Well, everybody
8: loves you. How do you feel about doing morning radio tomorrow? Really? Just me?
9: Yes. We need somebody with the gift of gab, and that's you.
7: Our feature presentation.
8: Morning, everybody.
4: Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 8th of May. Mm-hmm. How we doing? Well. Yeah. All I good. Yeah. Talked to Dave the King of Mexico yesterday after the show. He
8: he said, well. Oh, I thought he said well. I
1: meant well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Oh. There is a difference between well with a period and well with a question mark. Ask me again. Okay, how you doing?
8: Well. (laughs) That's what I heard. I heard But I would have followed
1: up on Here, this is what I meant to do. Okay, go for it. Uh, How you doing? Well.
8: Very different from, let's roll the tape.
1: (laughs) Okay, roll the (laughs)
8: tape. We already have a controversy.
4: We just started. So I'm sitting down with Dave the King of Mexico yesterday after the show. Sorry. And he says, to me he says, hey, you should watch the NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I said, really? More of a hockey guy and the Stanley Cup playoffs are on? Mm -hmm. So he's like, Dude, I got to tell you, the NBA playoffs are so much better (laughs) than than the NHL playoffs.
8: Oh, you mean the NHL playoffs that have gone to Game 7 multiple overtimes? Yes. Okay. That one. And
1: he probably is hanging his hat on a recent four-overtime game that happened in basketball recently. Did it really well. That's crazy. That was great and awesome. He didn't mention that. Yeah, well, I know where the story's
4: leading. <laughs> <linked. laughs> so last night I turn on the TV and I think, you know what? I'm gonna watch the NHL playoffs, but I'm gonna give Dave the benefit of the doubt, yeah, mm-hmm. and just turn on the NBA and
1: see how it's going.
4: And it was like a 19 point blowout. I mean, it, it was, was a it, horrible
1: game. Ended up in the 30s. Did uh, it? Blowout. Oh my yeah. god, uh, that was a bad game. Yes. And I also don't necessarily. I mean, I'm a basketball head. Yes. And I don't think the series is, like, yet the playoffs have been such an explosion, uh, incredible gameplay. That's as what of Dave it. was saying, though. Portland's looking good. There's some guys yeah. who've played some great games. And obviously this is the meters, best but... basketball. You have to watch yeah, it. It's the it. best. That's just not true.
4: That's what he was
1: saying. Huh.
4: Yeah. So then I flipped over to watch the double overtime game seven mm-hmm. between Dallas and St. Louis. And the game was in St. Louis. And um, you guys probably know I don't love me some country music. Mm -hmm. Very much. Like Mm -hmm. the old school country music that really drives me crazy. Little Nas X excluded. Sure, of course. Mm -hmm. But but not... um...
6: Driving down
0: the road, I get a feeling that I should have been home yesterday. Yesterday. Not John Denver.
1: Okay. Country
4: roads, take me home. All right. So I'm Mm -hmm. watching the playoffs in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And you know how they come out of commercials and people in the audience keep singing the song? Yeah. Yeah. This was the song that they were singing in St. Louis. And they were singing along with it. Like as a whole crowd? Uh. A career-high 50 saves for Ben Bishop. He has stopped the last 45. All right, so they're talking about the goalie and how great he's been. But Mm -hmm. behind him, you can hear the entire crowd.
7: St. Louis Blues shots.
1: (laughs) His mom, Cindy? Yeah. Can't even imagine. (laughs) We all know that hockey moms Jeez. are the
10: greatest,
1: <laughs> regardless of the position.
4: But all right, especially time to, time to wrap that song up. Moms whose sons or daughters are goaltenders. All right, so now they're at the end of the song, so they at stop at the highest level. Oh no, they don't. They keep going.
2: But going to do another verse. Be
4: proud
2: of course Her son is late to this point in their hometown.
3: What's that? <laughs> <like>? Unbelievable. <laughs> He's talked about, rooted against, Ed Belfort. Shut up, we're listening to the crowd.
4: a teenager. These people came to a concert. These people wanted to put on a concert. Oh, I'm sorry, it's still going. <laughs> Did you think it was going to stop?
7: That being goaltending, yeah. as our colleague, the great Doc Demmerich,
1: says,
8: you got no- still going. Yeah, <laughs> the now singing without the track. Yeah.
4: We're making we're making soccer look normal,
2: right? And we were texting
4: each other like, "What the f is going on in St. Louis?"
8: I reached out to my friend Austin. Yes, and I said, "Your city has some interesting song choices," and he just wrote back. Oh, Jock jams and Sean Denver. I know. Oh no, really? Like he doesn't even understand it. He's like, it's St. Louis. We're not in West Virginia. We're not a mountain mama. No, <laughs> no. one needs to take us home. But it is <laughs> a- called the
11: blues. They are yes. called the it's, blues. Yeah.
8: It's insane. You would think maybe they would play some blues. I don't yeah.
1: know. It's very easy to like if you play that to realize how many white people are there. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I mean. Very true. Just like put it on. Unfortunately, that's true. I would like to say that although the Kings aren't in the
4: playoffs, and mm-hmm. I wish they were. At least that song that people keep singing after it's ended is Blink-182. Right. What's My Age Again or one of their other songs. And then the crowd continues singing it. So I would just like to say in that way, we're better.
8: And yet, in
4: hockey ways, we're not so good.
8: Now the Blues play the song Gloria by uh, Brannigan, Laura Brannigan, after every game because it was an inside joke between the players. So for the past month...
4: I didn't know that. They have
8: been playing Gloria and the whole team and everyone behind the scenes made a video last week of them dancing and singing to Gloria. It is concerning. So they have a
1: Laura Branigan song Uh and a John Denver song. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's the least cool team
4: in the it's, world. It really is. It's
8: very bizarre, but people have really kind of come around on Gloria, and they're like, now we look forward I don't to it.
4: Know that I've thought of or heard that song in 20 years. Oh,
8: I think I got your number, Gloria.
1: It's kind of a jam.
8: <laughs> it's kind of a jam, and <laughs> yeah. then they played it at the end, and everyone's singing it. I was like, what, what is why, happening in St. Louis? Why are they doing this?
1: picking odd songs.
8: Yeah, kind of respect it.
1: Hmm. Really? A little bit. Well, I mean, it's better than just having the same old kind of tune. I mean, I don't want to hear White Stripe's you know, yelled by a bunch of people anymore. It's I don't mind that.
8: Well, they do it at every... I, they do. You're right. Stadium. I but, would I, be fine. but I would
1: pick that over John Denver.
8: Over John Denver, sure. sure. But for sure. a little Laura Branigan. Uh, I mean, Bran-
4: <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Sorry. I'm, I'm, talking right. really, I'm talking outside of my mouth. In a while. <laughs> yeah. So the Blues move on, and they go into the next round, but that was a double overtime uh, playoff game.
1: And well, thank so- God they're moving on, because now I have to watch <laughs> just for the tunes. <laughs> it was very shocking. i got to be
4: honest. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? You're talking out
7: of your ass, Dummy.
4: Speaking of Blink-182, we have a new song. Hmm. We're going to play uh, Blame It On My Youth coming up this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. Very excited about I've that. i been blaming it on the rain for years, but uh, I'll switch it up. File. <sighs> I'm not even sure I have the energy to say file. Well, you tried. A woman has an alligator in her pants. Mm. It's a true story out of... F- oh, Florida. That's right. What a surprise. Oh. Uh, listener, uh, I'll get his name, but he just tweeted. He said, "I'm just going to leave this link right here." Mm. <laughs> That's all it said. And then I went to it, and it was fantastic.
1: Um, game of Thrones. This is, I mean, I, I will hand you the hot take title because I cannot wait for you to explain <laughs> what you told us yesterday.
4: I mean, look, how, how many seasons are the game has the Game of Thrones been? Seven, eight? Um, um, yeah, I one think of those. I think oh, this yeah. is eight. Okay. So everybody was asking me, am I going to go back and catch up? And I was like, no, I'm enjoying
1: it
8: perfectly fine now. But do you know who all the people are and what their I'd point say, is? I'd say most. Okay.
1: But you're... you're.
4: Am
8: I missing stuff? Yeah. Sure. Of course. Uh-huh. But you're satisfied. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Hmm.
4: Good. Okay. <laughs> is that weird to you? It is. Just because catching up, they're hour at least hour long episodes. Who's got that kind of time for 8 seasons? Right. Listen,
1: save it for post 6 when people are listening. Okay.
4: Uh also you were raised by a clown? <laughs> <laughs> Ready to talk to you this about. Show
1: is hot. <laughs> This is mm-hmm. a weird
4: weird story, but we did have Nate Verghese who is a uh, comedian. He was in 2 days ago his mm-hmm. dad was a clown for real. and, 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 and a now magician. a magician. Yeah full-time magician so we're gonna talk about that we have a comedian anthony jeselnik in on the program today and um we'll take a break and we'll come back with what's happening next it's the kevin and bean show k-rock Allie is here what's happening
8: well disney announced that new star wars films and avatar films are basically going to be with us every christmas until 2027 it's too much. Let me, let me break it down for you. So Depends 20, on how well they're
1: done. Nope, too much.
8: 2019, we have Star Wars Episode nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Then we take a break for 2020. Mm-hmm. just going to relax.
4: Watch the elections? Sure.
8: <laughs> 2021, Avatar 2 comes out. 2022, a Star Wars movie comes out. 2023, Avatar 3. 2024, another Star Wars movie comes out. 2025, hmm. Avatar 4. 2026, another Star Wars movie comes out. What is happening? 2027, Avatar 5. What's going on? It's a lot.
1: It's, uh, number one, if you're excited about seeing four more avatars. that Well, that was well, my that, first question. Yeah, that's... You're a creep. My yeah. first question was, I did enjoy the first one. Mm-hmm. I remember very little about it. But no, I one, did, no one, I did one remembers enjoy that. Anyway. It. Wait, right. I, but that's not enjoyable if you can't remember it. I mean if I if I quizzed you on Star Wars stuff you'd know it. Yes, but I don't even need a second Avatar I don't let need alone a, right. eight or uh, I don't need me. a web series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even need to know that Avatar exists still.
8: But I hear you. I've heard the
1: <laughs> Disneyland stuff is cool, but I I don't, I don't care.
8: I am with Disney you. world, right? Yeah. And I I have no need for any Avatar. Yeah. Uh, am I mad about new Star Wars? No. Are a lot of people? Yes. People are like, it's too much. Disney's ruining everything. Well, Calm your tease. You're going to be in line. You're going to be seeing it just right along with me. I in their defense,
1: Disney did come out recently and say they were going to take a break from Star Wars movies, and then they released this. This is no So they took it a year? Well, I mean, sure. After this next one?
8: There's too many. And we don't know what uh, the movies are going to center on. So we know that the Rise of Skywalker is going to bring the original Skywalker saga to conclusion. I think they, when they said we're going to take a break... Is when they were, everybody was like, oh, new Boba Fett movie and new, and people were like, what, why,
4: what? Yeah, there were a lot of rumors about all these. Yeah.
8: New Jar Jar Binks standalone. Yeah, no, no. no, no, no. Guys, no. I'd see that. Oh. I'd I mean, I might
4: see that just for, for comedy's yes, sake. please. Yeah.
8: That's not going to happen. All right. She says now. Mark this down. <laughs> <laughs> it just might, you guys. Uh, hey, Meatloaf, maybe get in a bubble because something's not going right with you.
4: What's happening with Meatloaf?
8: Meatloaf is recovering from a broken collarbone after tripping and falling off stage during an event over the weekend. He was doing a QA and a session during the 2019 Texas Frightmare weekend, made his way across the stage, lost his balance on some loose wires, started to fall... Did what we all do. We try to catch yourself from Mm -hmm. going down, Mm -hmm. which meant he ultimately fell sideways and off the stage and injured himself, transported to a hospital nearby, kept overnight, treated for a broken collarbone. But here's where I was like, Meatloaf, what's going on? Meatloaf (laughs) has collapsed on stage repeatedly in previous years. Really? 2016. Fell during his concert in Canada, rushed to the hospital. 2011, medics rushed to help him during a Pittsburgh concert, but he did get up and finish that show. 2003, collapsed at Wembley, State, Wembley Arena in London, What's admitted to the happening? hospital. A lot of falling. Why? I don't know.
1: I don't like it. Maybe the thing he won't do for love is stay on the stage.
8: <laughs> oh. He won't do that. He is 71, though.
4: So... I don't know. I mean, stay away from the edges, I would start Stay away start from with. the edges.
8: And if you know meatloaf's coming, maybe tie up those loose wires that are possibly in the way that he's going to walk.
1: Or they could do like they like when someone on television is walking across a beam and they mm-hmm. kind of like tie them in. Yeah, so right. So they okay. can't actually fall.
8: Okay. That'd be a good
1: idea. Yeah. Just plug them in.
8: All right. And you could just kind of pull And there's pull him somebody back. with a belay yeah. line,
1: like, holding on to
4: him, yeah. making yeah. sure
8: he's yeah. like, like in
1: football. You just pull
4: him
8: right okay. back up. Yeah,
1: Stay off the sidelines.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stay on the sidelines. Oh,
8: he can have a get back guy. Yeah. Just kind of holding the small of his back. I think both.
1: both Does Meatloaf
8: have a small of his back? <laughs> I
1: don't
8: know. Interesting question. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. What other names did Meatloaf think about?
8: <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, what were the things he threw out?
8: What do you oh, think? I don't like
1: that one. Stage oh, names? Meatloaf. Halibut. Yeah. Or, like, or like filet of fish I, I mean, just like, what else yeah. did you think of?
8: Meatloaf is so... It's so it's, random. It's so random, and it's just doesn't... Maybe I just haven't had good meatloaf. Just doesn't <laughs> conjure up anything that I'd want.
1: It is a good name physically for him, though. Yeah, that's true. He looks like meatloaf. That is true. I
8: mean, kick a man when he's down.
1: <laughs> Repeatedly.
4: Repeatedly.
8: Very strange, you guys. Hey, Dave Chappelle... All right, he's next in line to receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Of course, he's a two-time Grammy winner, and he's following previous award winners, including last year's Julio Louis-Dreyfus, the year before that, Letterman, year before that, Bill Murray, year before that, Eddie Murphy. Pretty wow. good mm-hmm. right there, yeah. He's now one of only five black comedians that have won the award since they first started being given out in 1998 to Richard Pryor. Um, along with Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, and Whoopi Goldberg have also won the award.
4: Do they have a system of taking that back in Bill Cosby's case? I
8: don't know. I don't know. I do not know. I okay.
1: feel like uh, they could easily just, I mean, they took away all his college degrees, the fake ones. Right. Mm-hmm. They could take it away. That's <laughs> what I <think>. yeah. <laughs> Yep.
8: He fallen too, the yeah. oh.
1: Well, that was oh. actually Milo. If he keeps getting up he's falling back down oh, throughout the whole That's upsetting. Yeah. He should
8: he should really <laughs> calm down. Guys, how far have you gone to get a job? Like to get the attention of the people that are doing the hiring. Have you ever sent like a a pizza with your resume taped to the box? Something I have like that? Not. No. Done no
4: like that. No.
8: All right. You? I haven't. <laughs> but um this gentleman in an attempt to get Disney's attention A guy that's looking for a job at Disney World rented out a billboard near the park in Orlando. It reads, Dear Walt Disney World Executives and HR, experienced EAPA professional, seeking position as a Walt Disney World assistant. He then lists his phone number and his email address. His name is Brandon Fox, currently lives in New York City, but he did work for Disney World as part of the um, the company's college program started off as a character attendant before working his way up to a character captain. But he moved to New York City and, well, his dreams aren't coming true there. He wants to be back in Orlando at Disney. Has Disney noticed? Well, yes, they have. They said... We appreciate the creativity. Encourage anyone interested in a role with us to apply at disneycareers.com. I assume like no. you're
4: not Disney's not the kind of company that's either be driving in and going,
8: "Hey, you see that guy in the billboard? Yeah, we, we need him." Yeah, for fell sure. Off.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way.
8: Right. Thank oh. you, sir. So, Brandon Fox, good luck to you. I do wonder how much she um he paid for that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, if you can pay for that.
8: Yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing all right. Yeah.
1: You don't need a, a gig
4: hope he didn't, like, borrow money from his family and stuff. Oh,
1: this has sold house. everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I need to be back in the park. <laughs> oh. Help.
8: Oh, now I need to do a Google alert for Brandon Fox. <laughs> I'm selling all my things. This is very concerning. <laughs> just dark. let me be Eeyore. <laughs> got real dark, you guys. I need to be Eeyore. <laughs> all right, some birthdays for you. The drummer from Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, actor Stephen Amell, and singer Enrique Iglesias. And that's what's happening.
4: It's Kevin and Bean. Rock K O Q. So there's another story out of Florida, and I know we make fun of Florida all the time, but
1: it's their fault. Yeah,
8: it's understandable.
4: It's but it's so much worse than every other state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's neck and neck with anyone else there. 100% in every other state is... Uh, I know. Ariz- it happens every once in a while.
1: Arizona's miles away. It's right? still in second.
4: <laughs> well, that's possible, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular one, um, the headline is, Florida woman whips baby gator out of her yoga pants.
8: Hello!
4: As traffic stop gets weird. Oh, then it got weird. Mm-hmm. Wait. She pulled a baby alligator uh-huh. out of her yoga pants. And that's not okay. a metaphor. Nope. A literal
8: a baby alligator yes. at a traffic stop.
4: Well, here's the story. Phrase is that a snake in your pants? This one is a little different version. Is that a gator in your pants, or are you doing something illegal? Definitely not happy to see if it's a sheriff's deputy. Yeah,
1: stop uh, trying to make that joke. For the record, no one says is there a snake in your pants, <laughs> which is what the whole premise is based on. <laughs> People say like, is there a banana in your pocket or right. Like, there's other. No one ever says is that a snake in your pocket,
6: <laughs> but they say a woman had a gator in her pants.
4: Yeah, the Florida version of uh, is that a snake in your pants? That is what not the, Charleston- a thing. <laughs> the Florida Still version. Not a thing. But it's the Florida version. <laughs>
1: It's not a thing. Um, it's just, is that a snake in your pants? Which isn't a thing. Okay.
11: okay. The sheriff's office says happened early this morning in Punta Gorda. Tonight, the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office releasing these photos on Twitter after an interesting traffic stop. They say a woman pulled this one-foot alligator out of her yoga pants.
4: Now, look, a one-foot alligator is pretty, I mean, it's pretty tiny. But isn't that like six inches of teeth? There is technically no no too small of an alligator. (laughs) They're all too big. It's an alligator and it's in your pants, so that seems bad.
11: I told some neighbors about it to get their tape.
4: This is always my favorite part mm-hmm. of the news because they have to go to the neighbors and go,
11: Yeah,
4: you'll never believe this, but a woman just pulled an alligator. You know the thing about the snake? Yeah. That's probably how they started.
8: I love a man on the street that has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> no. That is crazy.
4: Right? Good
9: one. I don't know
8: why anyone
9: would do that.
12: Mm-hmm. I can't even think of it. I can't fathom the idea.
9: Unbelievable. People are crazy.
8: You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is all good input. Right? Relatable. Relatable. Thank thank
1: God they found experts.
8: (laughs) all good (laughs) input. I'm very upset that somebody would come and do that right near my home. (laughs) Oh,
4: it's right near her home. That's what she's upset about. (laughs) What
11: will I tell my children?
8: (laughs) Do
4: it by someone else's house. This woman's fine. Yeah. Just not right by her home.
11: Deputies say it started when they spotted a truck roll through this stop sign at the intersection of Oilwell Road. In U.S. 41.
4: All right, so it's 3.15 a.m., mm-hmm. and they just run a stop sign, and somebody's sitting right there and pulls them over. They
11: say when they pulled over the driver, Michael Clemens, they asked him and his passenger, Ariel marchand Laquire, where they were coming from.
4: All right, so he asked them where they're coming from. So far, so good. Seems they said yeah. they were
11: collecting turtles and snakes under the overpass down the street. At. 3.15 in the morning?
8: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Collecting turtles and snakes from under the overpass.
8: Maybe at night, that's when they find more? Does it make me a snob that I'm happy that I don't have
4: to be getting turtles and snakes from under an overpass at 3.15 a.m.? That doesn't seem like your best life.
1: No. Yeah. But it is something we can do at the beach party in Luau Weenie Roast uh, <laughs> coming up if you want to buy tickets. We can, all, we can all search the beach for that stuff. That's
11: true. Deputies then <laughs> ask them to open up their backpacks to make sure they didn't collect any wildlife they weren't supposed to have. Turns out, Ariel had more than 40 small turtles in her bag. And then...
4: And then, you'll never believe it...
11: pulled an alligator out of her pants.
4: here's the weird thing. Um, They didn't ask her. They just said, is there anything else that we need to know about? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't search her or see it moving or anything. They just said tell just tell us is there anything else and she goes
8: yeah and she pulls it out an alligator in her pants yes that's a, that's that happened uh, do we know why she kept the alligator in her pants
1: that was her hiding place i can <laughs> right I mean, <laughs> that was where she i was. don't know that there's anything more to it than that oh, because so, uh, there is so much fear <sighs>
4: right that's my point i that sounds if you're going to let's say you're going to put it in your pants but mm-hmm. Okay, put in your, sure, put I'm in there the, with you. Put in the butt of your pants. Yeah, oh if yeah. You have, if, you have, if you have two choices.
8: Right, right. I
4: don't know, it just seems like a horrible thing. I don't like this. Okay, rock listener, Adam, you have to thank for this because he he tweeted this at me and then mm. just said, I'm going to leave this link right here and you do with it whatever you'd like.
11: Some neighbors down the street say the couple should have left the animals where they were. Oh. People shouldn't be just dipping into the wildlife and taking it to do what
8: they please with it
1: another great insight yeah, she's bearing the lead here <laughs> it's not really about the animal although leave animals where you find them but also like
9: it's in her pants <laughs> that's, that's the just story disgraceful they have absolutely no respect for nature at all i can't even think of i can't fathom the idea
8: unbelievable people are crazy you don't know what's going to happen how many people did they interview for this story Uh, and all very varied uh, responses (laughs) so i'm glad they went to eight (laughs) people to say the same thing
1: what do you think what do you think think? i think it's crazy uh (laughs) not near my house
11: (laughs) deputies called florida fish and wildlife officers who took the animals back into the wild leaving deputies and others
4: does she, she, does she have a speech impediment or something because she says wild?
1: She can't say L's. I mean, listen, Kettle calling it black. Keep Whatever the, that is, you're yeah. right. You're right. I take that.
4: With
11: a wild story to tell about a woman and snake in her pants. <laughs> That's the wrap Wait, there was
8: no snake. No. no. But Ever.
4: That was, that was the lead in from the anchor, so she needed to bring it full circle. But it wasn't even oh.
1: good. Correct. I love the news. I <laughs> do
4: too. To
11: tell about a woman and snake in her pants, oh. <laughs> Jillian Hartman, Fox Four, in your corner.
1: And she laughed at the end,
4: like oh, it, like she Jillian. was proud of it. It's the snake oh. in
1: your pants. The whole snake in your pants
4: thing.
8: There's no snake in your pants.
4: <laughs> That's a, not a f- I've never even heard it. I love Florida. There's a snake in your pants. You're just happy to see me. I love Florida, and I I especially love that newscast. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. we had a comedian in a few days ago named Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his dad was a clown. And he's hilarious. He's very hilarious. His Netflix special is The Tennessee Kid. Mm-hmm. And he's very funny. Yeah. but I And I asked him when he came in, the first thing I was like, Dad, really a clown? Is this something that you exaggerate for comedy's sake? Yeah. Here's a little bit of that conversation. Is it true that you're... Dad was, was a clown and is a magician. Yep. That's true. Yep. That's truth. all exact true. Yeah, we have, uh, I I'm mean, I have, like, my, my first album uh, was called Yelled Out by a Clown, and there's a picture, the cover of the picture is me and my dad, and, uh, and I was, like, a five, and he's dressed as a clown. And I grew and that's how he was. I mean, grew up, and it was uh, he was a clown. Was uh, that his main job? <laughs> He always, he was a teacher too. He always like did something like that. Like, uh, but he did a lot of it. I mean, he performed at our, our birthday parties because uh, you have like a clown. Like you have to use him. Like, it of was course, free. Did he make balloon animals? Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Nice uh, the balloon did. animals. Uh, I mean, he would do the whole thing. My I had a birthday party when I was like seven, and I was like tired of it. I didn't want like I wouldn't even want him to be at the yeah parties. because he's I mean, your it's dad. Your, it's your dad. Yeah. Yes, and I've seen the tricks. I've watched him not work. Like, he's practicing along me.
1: This <laughs> guy was a clown. Yeah, and also not like a clown on the down low. Like a clown when he had parties, like, dad's working. Yeah. Right. Like his own parties.
8: Uh, what uh? What kind of clowns are on the down low, Jensen? <laughs> what kind of down low clowns. Well, you I mean, like a high,
1: a high key clown. Okay, would be like you know, <laughs> like oh, he's uh, he always working. Down low sure. is like oh, I don't mix my home life and my work life. Oh, so no okay. one knows really, okay. that, right? That it's that like a bartender right. who doesn't drink at home. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a thing. I mean, sure. <laughs> so it was
4: such a weird conversation to have with somebody, and to think. That somebody had to grow up with a clown as a
1: dad—it's not easy. It's just <laughs> Any photo of you as a child with a clown is also possibly from a horror movie. Correct? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I- if it's like kind of faded or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just you and a smiling clown—I mm-hmm. don't think it's joyful. Has I there don't... ever been a joyful clown movie or TV
4: show?
8: Uh, Bozo, a fun clown. Yeah, Bozo, very friendly.
4: Yeah,
8: and I don't think never uh, Bozo, The whole mm-hmm. thought never of like a scary clown came until like. A couple decades ago, people started like, oh, I'm afraid of clowns. Like, that became the thing to say. Maybe. I don't think people were really afraid of clowns before it became Right, but even if you're not
4: afraid of clowns, your Uh dad's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, but, even if they're not, they're, there's not all that negative connotation right. to it well, now.
1: When my dad would work early, you know, like he would come, he, my dad sold cars and he would mm-hmm. walk in the bedroom and be like, goodbye, see you later, I'm going to work. Like imagine being asleep and you're like eight years old and your dad's like, I'm going to work. Right. And you look up and it's just a clown <laughs> it's just like right? looking down at you.
8: Wouldn't you just honk his nose? Yeah. Though? <laughs> like, have a good day, dad. I <laughs> burp, burp.
4: Think, yeah, for the first couple of times and then yeah. it would get old. Really I mean, if I was bad. the
1: dad, I'd be like, I'm going to work, wake up. And then I'd just have like, uh, Blood coming out of my mouth,
10: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you that have that scary. little horn. Yeah. All right. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven.
4: Betty, you hold on, please. I want to talk to uh, Polo uh-huh. in Rosemead. Hi. Hey
2: guys. Hey, doing? Hey. Yeah. Uh, my tenant is a is a clown. He's a Mexican clown, and uh, he's uh, been my tenant for about twenty years. And uh, I remember the uh, first time we have a, we have a pit bull, you know, and he's he'll scare you know. He'll scare anybody, and oh my God. The first time he ever saw him, that was about maybe 10 years ago, he scared the hell out of him, and he loves humans. And he just, he came in with his, uh, he came in like at two o'clock in the morning, and you know, my daughter my brother was walking him outside, and he had his, his makeup all like, you know, like, there was like a drunken night, you know, woman had drunk at drunken night, just all bad makeup and everything, and you know, he had just started taking it off, but he hadn't taken it completely off. You know, and the dog just ever since he's just he treats him like oh my god, he, like he wants to kill him. You know? Oh, I thought you were and saying the, like, the, the. I pi- thought the pitbull was scared.
1: scared of the clown. No. Oh, well, the pitbull is very scared of the clown, but yeah. now he wants to kill him. He yeah. wants to, know, him he out, out to kill of him of defense defense out of mechanism. defense mechanism, like that,
2: and he's scared, of the, he's scared of the dog now. Wow. You know, but he's a uh, but you know he's a Mexican
1: clown. He's like. He what's tells it me about all the conventions what, they have. Wait, hold on, what, the, hold on, hold on. What I didn't is, know, the, that's sophisticated. What is huh? the difference between a Mexican clown and, let's say, a white clown? Well, or...
8: once a clown, once a payaso. <laughs> exactly. See, exactly.
1: as for that. Yeah, really, really, you got the horns.
8: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I'm telling you, though, there's so much more to it that I even uh, never realized, you know? It's like, you know, he tells uh, jokes. Well, he, he has real little trouble because, you know, he speaks uh, doesn't speak much English. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was one of the first clowns. In Santa Monica, and there's a lot of competition out there now. You know, is there a the rivalry? You there's know, a... it's like almost gang warfare out there.
4: Well, there's no, ri- there's no clown rivalry,
2: <laughs> no. gang warfare. He's saying there's oh, a clown. I'm gang- telling you, I'm telling you, they fight for spots out there.
8: Yeah, like Third Street one Promenade. One. Absolutely, you want that ideal spot. You'll throw making... down with another clown. One hundred percent. I know
1: a clown who got shanked over his spot.
8: Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: he was. Uh, he used to hang out Third Street, and he was like, uh, you know, they were fighting over territory. And <laughs> yeah. one day, a guy just pulled out a glass shank. But they'd have conventions where you would learn how to make stuff, you know, like balloon
4: animals and stuff right. like that. And Can you imagine going team. to those conventions? Oh. What a group of just crazy people that would be! I mean, that's a dream. Polo. And he, he said he would make them
2: laugh.
1: Imagine trying to make a clown laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to imagine it. Polo, thank you.
4: Thank you for the call. One 1067 I believe is the number. We'll take your calls next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
7: The world famous K Rock.
4: Let's take one phone call. It's amazing how many calls we have. <laughs> it's terrifying. On the topic of your dad was a clown. Who knew that was a thing? Dave is calling us from Glendale. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, thank you. All
7: right, yeah, my dad was a clown. He uh, bought a merry-go-round in the 50s and drove it out from Philadelphia to here because of nicer weather, so he'd work year-round. And um, his name was Bumbo. I'm sure many of your listeners had him as a clown. Bumbo um, was
8: like he's famous, uh, renowned. Do you have a famous
7: dad? Yeah, he was in the Guinness in the Guinness Book of World Records. Unfortunately, the the old male stripper was on the opposite page. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's a pretty good clown. What was he? What record did he have? the oldest clown Oh, he the oldest working clown yeah wow uh-huh. can you imagine yeah, kids parties cool. are like do you get a clown yeah which one the oldest one fantastic i got bumped yeah out. well you know
7: you get what you get but anyway uh, he came home one time because he had high standards the clown he came home one time and he would not pee and it when he was out doing parties because he didn't want the kids to see him going to the bathroom because then he's a man and not a clown yeah. you know mm-hmm. is there so no restroom
1: came- in this story
7: no, no that he scared. No. The, he
1: scared the kid will, kids will walk in and be like the clowns peeing. Is there no lock on the exactly. restaurant? Okay, go ahead. I, right,
7: I think see. there's a, a scene in Shakes that does that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he um, came home one time after you know holding it for four or five hours, and our job as kids is we have to run out and meet him and you know help him pack up the merry-go-round and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he got out of the cab of his truck. And just stood there and kind of did that, that clown cry where he went, oh, 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 and he's just pee just ran out of the body. Oh, <laughs> that,
4: that is I the, most, I know. That's the most touching story I've ever
1: heard. Oh, Dave, that's the sweetest clown story. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. We, we loved him. He, he was a good man. We Aww, love him too. Bumbo the
4: Clown. He guys. was, yeah, he
1: was like a, a OC hero. He who, was knew like,
4: we'd get, who knew we'd get a famous one?
7: Exactly. <laughs> the, the other thing is, he used to lecture me because I'm a professional drummer. He used to lecture me about, you know, you better have a backup plan because you can't be a drummer for a living. I said, Dad. You're a freaking clown. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> yeah. pretty
1: tough. It's, it's hard, per- to, <laughs> it's hard, to, hard sell. to be the standard. <laughs> All right,
4: thank you Love for the it. call, Dave. We appreciate it. I think it's normal for everybody to kind of assume that the way you were raised is the way everybody else was raised mm-hmm. until you hear the story of a guy whose dad is a clown,
1: mm-hmm. and a famous one even. Yeah, he and then also his dad, it appeared, did a bit where he held in his pee. It wasn't a bit, from what I could tell. Well, then he clown laughed, which does seem like it was part of a setup. Sure. I was thinking about that during the break. (laughs) Because, like, if he did the clown laugh, he's kind of doing a bit. I agree. Watch me pee my pants, kids. I
4: agree. Yeah. So, strange upbringing. Let's go to James in Anaheim. I was afraid maybe we wouldn't get enough calls, but we have plenty. Yeah. James, good morning. Good morning,
3: guys. How are you? Good. Thank you. Uh... It wasn't my father. It was my grandparents and my uncle. Oh. And my yeah. uncle is, my grandparents owned a circus for 30 years. Wow. And uh, my uncle is almost 60 years old, and he is still a clown. He's been a clown since he was uh, about eight years old. Did you
1: ever think, you, James, did you ever think you wanted to get into the family trade? Oh, I've done it several times. You oh. have? I've done it several times.
3: I've traveled uh, across the United States probably eight or nine times with uh, my uncle and done specialty shows for um corporations wow and uh yeah we've had uh my uncle's made a living out of it he also is a circus collector and has one of the largest circus memorabilia collections in the world
1: unbelievable okay is that room is that room cool or is it scary
3: oh it's i mean it's a whole house i mean it's (gasps) a
1: whole house of clown crap Circus yeah, stuff. Yeah,
3: it's, it's pretty amazing.
4: That's awesome.
1: I James, I, unbelievable. I, I got to say, I'm happy you are. You sound pretty <laughs> calm and normal for a guy raised around clown and circus memorabilia.
3: I haven't killed anybody
1: yet. Oh, cool. good to hear. I like that he says, yet. Yeah. Yeah, That's the good. Night is young. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks, James. <laughs> thank you, James.
4: Uh, let's go to Betty. You don't think about this necessarily being a thing. Betty in Long Beach. Hi.
9: Hey, how are you?
4: Good. Thank you. What do you do with clowns?
9: Um, Well, I am an agent for actually a few different musical acts, Mm -hmm. but one of them happens to be sort of a Elvis clown kind of thing. Elvis Presley Clown.
1: Like a mashup.
9: Yes, his name is Clownvis Presley.
1: Well, could have done better. Name, I don't know what the name is. Doesn't uh, seem like they put a lot of work into seems that. Seems like maybe your first job as an agent could be to get a <laughs> more creative name. But what, so tell me, so he, so this Clownvis, he does clown act, but then also does songs from Elvis.
9: Not, not quite. So actually, just only one or two of his songs is are are um, Elvis Presley covers. Mm-hmm. It's mostly parody songs. So think of like Weird Al kind of stuff. Um so he it's it's, even covers um like the Reading Rainbow song, if you want to be completely random. I mean, take a look.
1: It's in a book. I, I'm trying right? to think, is there a better <laughs> Lamar Lavar Burton name that they I mean, I feel like it's weird he picked Elvis but only does two Elvis songs right. and dresses like Elvis. I would like Elvis um, Clown to introduce a band at Weenie Roast. Oh,
9: right? He he has done hosting um plenty of times. Um his most recent LA appearance was actually here at the Regent for the Eric Andre birthday bash. Oh, well,
1: that's, that's just all well, making perfect now, sense. Now it makes sense. Yes, now that you bring him in I'm it. all in. Right. Okay, now I'm now I'm fully in. <laughs> I was on yeah. the fence, but now I think I understand Cloud and Vist a little better. Agreed.
9: Mm-hmm. He he is a professional. I know it sounds cheesy, but just look him up. You'll yeah. see it's it's insane. It's it's side stitch funny. All right, Betty. And, and there, Betty's amazing. And, and, and there's some
8: magic. There's Ma- some magic.
9: No, okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, of magic to
1: be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
4: Let's, let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, All right, please. Michelle in Los Angeles. Good morning. Uh,
8: can I just uh, interrupt yeah. real mm-hmm. quick? Yeah. I uh, I just Googled Clownvis Presley, mm-hmm. and the first <laughs> the first <laughs> YouTube video that comes up is "Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas" <laughs> by Clownvis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of one of his. <laughs> we oh my god, Clown-vis? guys! Clownvis went to the
1: ja- the gather- gathering of the Juggalos in what?
8: 2018. We need we need Clownvis. We need Clownvis.
1: Wait, I think we should get involved with Clownvis for
8: real. For real.
1: Okay, all right. Let's work on that behind the scenes. He was on America's Got Talent too.
8: Oh, he has a Twitter. It's just Clownvis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's take one more call. Let's make it Michelle in Los
4: Angeles. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs>
6: Hi guys, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank I'm you, and thank su- you. I'm not sure I can. Uh, I'm not sure I can follow clowning very I mean, well. None of who, us can. who could though? Yeah. True. Exactly, exactly. So my mom, um, when I was about twelve, decided to take a class from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus.
4: Okay, this is the first time now that we've heard of a female, mm-hmm. a mom, yeah, a mom yeah. doing yeah. this. Yes.
6: Yeah. So mom decided to be a hobby clown. And so she took this class on how to do the makeup and how to do the balloons and all that stuff. And when she was done with it, she decided to hire herself out to sort of, uh, you know, yes, local um, church things and local school things. And she decided to dress me and my two younger brothers up as mini-clowns with her. Oh, I mean, wow. So Smart.
4: Is there a yeah, lot of call for clowns in the church community for their events?
6: You know they do, yeah, you know, birthday parties and socials and things like that. So hey, you know there's a clown and a little clown family, and uh, she made our she made all of our outfits match and they she made them out of like purple curtain material. I think I'm still scarred. I was just it. gonna ask, Michelle, yeah. is it
4: a good memory or a bad memory? Because it seems like that wasn't um, fun.
6: It wasn't fun because I knew all the people that we were performing for. They were my
4: classmates. (laughs) Oh, no. Did they just mock you?
6: Yes, yes. There was a lot of mocking.
4: That Um, sucks.
6: And to, uh, you know, just as a little aside, my mom was a tenured university professor in her real life. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, this was just something she decided to do on the side. Of course, yeah. she
1: was tenured. You're not. You don't become a clown if you're not tenured. No, you have to have that kind of security <laughs> right. in your life. Also, <laughs> you you showed those bullies because you and your clown family went and burned down all their houses, right, Michelle? Uh,
6: well, I, you
7: know, I I'm, I don't want to incriminate myself. Okay, all right, uh, no worries. No Thank worries. you for calling. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, K
4: Rock, K Rock Q. <laughs> Clown this, Clown this, Clown this, Clown this.
1: Right? Yes.
4: Did he
8: reach out to us on uh, Twitter? He sure did. At Kevin and Bean. Heard the mention. Down to chat with y'all anytime. Love the show. DM me. We will be sliding <laughs> into your DMs, Clown this. Don't you worry.
1: I'm excited that we have pretty much a new member of the team. Correct. Yeah.
8: I, I'm gonna say Jensen, Kevin, and Clownvis.
1: I know that does sound
4: right. <laughs> kinda,
8: it kind of works. It does work.
1: <laughs> well,
4: it's kind of two of the same. So I'm right. I don't know. Two clowns. Uh, Anthony Jesselneck is coming up next.
8: First,
1: Allie is here with what's happening.
8: Uh, can I also say yeah. uh, who's a better agent than Betty? Yeah, she, was she, she wins. Right? Yeah.
1: Little did she know she'd be creating an icon. Just by one call.
8: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you think other clown agents are like, oh,
1: uh, man, missed that opportunity?
8: Betty did it again. Like, Betty's yeah. calling
1: them now uh, going,
8: Sucka, right now going, sucker! I have
1: Chlorisy. Oh, <laughs> it's my clown Morrissey. I hate you right now. Chloricy. <laughs> chloricy. My mom died. I want chlorosy to, exi- <laughs> to exist so badly.
8: chlorosy is what you use when you're trying to kidnap someone. Like <laughs> I just brought me some chlorosy, not some right rope. <laughs> some rope and some chlorosy <laughs> This is very disturbing, you guys. Very disturbing. So I told you uh, a little while ago about Dave Chappelle. He's gonna receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Not bad. Uh he's following previous award winners like Julian Lee Dreyfus, David Letterman, Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, but also another win for Dave Chappelle. He won a lawsuit against a man who threw a banana peel at him during one of his stand-up shows.
1: That's so hacky.
8: The Blast reports that a judge (laughs) in New Mexico... Has ordered that all claims against Chappelle be dismissed in the case brought against him by Christian Englander. The suit claimed that he threw a peel at Chappelle, and then the comedian's bodyguard responded by hitting him in the face as security detained him. Yeah, what
1: is this, Mario Kart? (laughs) Where do you You, throw banana peel?
8: You chuck a banana peel at me, my security is going to bop you in the face. I feel
1: like they should just go security was correct.
4: Absolutely,
8: that's what they did. So. You're out of luck, Christian Englander. And you—you uh, you brought a banana to a comedy show. Yeah, you weirdo. Like this was this was premeditated. You're a whack job. So dumb.
9: Allegedly.
4: And you've been in- insulted, and you deserve rep- reprimand.
8: Reparations? Thank you.
4: I would have let him sit. I, I mean, know. I was
8: going to sit for a while. Could have been here for quite some time. <laughs> He's the we one that's wanders. mad. That's
4: crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Stupid.
8: So uh, Kelly Clarkson has realized it was, quote, kind of stupid of her to host the 2019 Billboard Music Awards while battling appendicitis. Yeah. If you recall, Kelly not only hosted, but she performed twice for fans during the three-hour ceremony before dashing off to undergo emergency surgery. But she assured fans that she was feeling awesome in a Twitter post right after the operation. And uh, she admitted the recovery period super-duper sucks, because it it just so happens she's not a real great patient, she mm. says. So Kelly does credit the adrenaline rush that she experienced on stage with helping her play through some of the pain, but she said as soon as she wrapped up her duties as host... The extent of her pain really kicked in. So
1: That's crazy to work through that. That it's, is uh, crazy. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. I called in sick one day just because I had a hangnail.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a bad one, though.
1: Yeah, it was awful. It yeah. lasted like three days. Yeah, yeah It wouldn't was come in. All, All weirdly bloody.
8: The weird thing is um, she said that although it was kind of stupid, she said that her doctor had signed off on the big gig just hours earlier. So, uh, they had originally said the it was appendicitis, a, like, okay. all week yeah. that she was experiencing these symptoms. So couldn't your appendix burst at any moment? Yeah. My
4: understanding is yes.
8: So I, I think, hmm, weird. That is weird. Doctor is also her agent and owns the Billboard Music Awards. That's not oh, true. Oh, that makes I just, sense. I made just that, made that up. Up. Okay, good. part up, you guys. Have you ever heard about this, uh, this dating website called beautifulpeople.com? No. I have not. Me neither, but it launched in 2002 and boasts that it's rejected uh, about 8.5 million hopeful users for not being attractive enough. Oh. So a poll of that's three... very sweet. Yeah. A poll of 3,000 members of the site revealed the physical traits that they found undesirable, which is stuff that's likely to get applicants rejected from mm-hmm. the site. Mm-hmm. Both men and women polled say that obesity, having an unsightly nose... Bad mouth and teeth, bad skin, unkept grooming, and eyes too far apart or close together are all traits that will get you rejected. Hmm. At the same time, women say that they write off candidates who are too short, have ungroomed facial or body hair, are balding, have bad posture, have dirty or long nails, and uh, guys uh, that are too effeminate, too skinny, too scrawny. What's left? uh, What is left? Men said having a shapeless or poor figure with no butt or too much butt is a problem. And they don't like uh, skinny fat. You know, skinny people that aren't toned up. So they listed all of these things that will get you, uh, you know, ixnayed from the site. You're not even going to make it on there. But there is hope, you guys. Managing director of beautifulpeople.com, Greg Hodge, said that... uh, So many of the ugly traits are easily fixable, which means potentially there's a bigger market of beautiful people out there just hidden behind excess weight, bad teeth, or lack of grooming.
1: This place is. I I hope they have a meetup that I can have fall into the ocean.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a real fun website that uh, honestly nobody had heard of, so I don't think they're doing a real great job of marketing and this kind of marketing. Sure not going to draw a lot of people to it, but...
1: Maybe people will try to get in it. I don't know. Do you think so? Maybe. Uh, to try. I mean, if they're rejecting everyone, I doubt you're going to make it.
8: Yeah, they've rejected 8.5 but, million hopeful users. But you're you, a loser!
4: Would you want to be on that service? Because then you would meet
1: other people that feel this way about every
4: little thing perfect
1: yeah. yeah i think that'd be bad
8: yeah i'm not i'm not not that into it guys. yeah i'd rather die mm-hmm. okay uh paramount network is expanding the reality competition series ink master with two season renewal so uh two more seasons you guys so uh when do you think or what do you think is the the big premiere of its what season coming up how many seasons
4: how many seasons has ink? I could have worded all of that
8: better. I chose Yeah, not but I understood to. it perfectly. Thank six, you. Six. Thank
4: you. You think six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 14.
8: The tattoo competition will premiere its 12th season Jeez. titled Ink Master Battle of the Sexes Too on Tuesday, TV. June 11th. Uh, that new season features teams of male and female artists competing against each other in the ultimate battle for a chance to win hundred grand an editorial feature in Inked and the coveted Ink Master title. They also announced an order for a spin-off series. That's going to be titled Ink Master Grudge Match. And that's former contestants uh, <laughs> that have the opportunity to settle vendettas with their biggest rivals. That will premiere in the fall. I mean, I feel like we're now like super up on on the ink after yeah that's Bean odd. got tattooed right.
4: That's right. super odd that they have a grudge match. A <laughs> no grudge one, match. No
1: one's beaten Bean's tattoo. Come I on, so so good. I mean,
8: Clownvis, Clownvis, right? Have you stopped thinking about Clownvis? No, I've not. So He's following either? me on Twitter. Oh, is he? luck yeah, out! Whoa. He just started. Why didn't uh, is Clownvis not following me? I'm the one that brought you up, Clownvis. I'm the reason for you. I mean, I Betty, made you, Clownvis. I
4: mean, Betty's the
1: caller that told us.
4: Whatever, about
8: Clownvis, you okay. dumb bitch. You better whoa! follow. Whoa, whoa. I mean, it. it took he's a our turn. friend. <laughs> it
4: took a turn.
1: Calm down. He's joining the show. <laughs> right. He's
4: going to be sitting where you are in a couple of days. Believable. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Happy birthday, Enrique Iglesias, Stephen Amell, Alex Van Halen, and Clownvis. Because every day is his <laughs> yeah. birthday. Happy yeah. Birthday Clownvis. That's what's happening.
7: It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
4: over home internet uses during times of congestion.
11: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter.
4: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know
6: the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are
4: a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Anthony Jeselnik is here. Morning.
5: Good morning. A yeah!
4: little <laughs> slow. Sorry on the timing of all that. Smooth. Very
1: smooth. It's a good
5: start.
4: <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome back.
5: Thank you. Great to be back.
4: It's fun to watch your uh, your special um, fire in the maternity ward, which was <laughs> it was. I mean, do you love making people angry? Because I feel like, I know you do it in fun, but I feel like maybe you get some joy out of them being mad
5: when people get mad i i enjoy offending the humorless if you will okay but i don't want anger's not my goal i want that like i want a shock of like oh no and then you laugh anyway Mm -hmm. i'm trying to make you laugh despite yourself (laughs) (laughs) i do
8: love that the parts i laughed hardest at you were reprimanding the audience for not laughing enough at so i was like yes (laughs) i would do so good in that audience Mm -hmm. you Yelled at your audience that they just weren't getting it,
5: and they're laughing. Yes, it's like they're, <laughs> yes. they're laughing anyway, and I'm just yelling because they're not laughing enough. enough. for me. But yeah, the, yeah it, that's really fun. And to for hear. me, it's, it. for
1: me, it's fun because we're we're living in a world where we're supposed to be very politically correct, and we're supposed to watch what we're 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 laughing at. But with Anthony, it's almost like he's questioning, you know this is funny. Like, we have to, I mean, not that I'm saying everyone's being a snowflake or whatever, but with you, you're so good at walking that line between finding that spot inside everyone where you know it's funny and it's also very dark.
5: Yeah, I work hard on the joke itself so that it becomes unimpeachable. Like, you're mad at the subject, Mm -hmm. but you're like, that was clever. Like, he got me. Right. And that's always that's the, the ultimate goal. And I think that because I've been doing this now for 17 years, I've been grandfathered in. <laughs> and if I started today, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get away with anything. I
4: think of that's this. true of a lot of people. Unfortunately, that's true of a lot of people. But yeah. you do firmly jump over the line and then say, I dare you not to laugh.
5: Yeah, I don't <laughs> see any reason to be on the other side of that line. You know what I mean? It just, it's not as fun.
1: What, like growing up, who were your influences in that way, like comedy wise?
5: I mean, uh, Stephen Wright was a big one for me. Just that yeah. that very clever, smart joke. How did he think of it? Mm-hmm. But Sarah Silverman, yeah, was cool. You know, she was cool and dirty, and and crossed the line in a way that I was like, oh, like comedy can be sexy. I always thought of comedy as like the guy in the Hawaiian shirt and the bad haircut <laughs> that he got on purpose. Right. And I didn't want to do that. But you didn't want I
4: to be that to,
1: to go at Gallagher so yeah. Not
5: directly, but yeah. Sure. But when I saw Sarah Silverman, I was like, oh, you can do it like that. Mm. That's what I want to be like.
4: And Fun. she's one of the most creative, I think, comedians in a long time for doing what she does it's almost impossible to make you laugh and she's able to do it and I just I don't and know and she's how,
1: evolved but... so much yeah, she's, she's also has... like she oh, hasn't
4: been just that one tone forever totally
5: evolved like almost a 180 but yeah. just the charisma is still there yeah. and the, the love is still there that I'll watch whatever she does
4: so cool you talk about uh, family members are they upset at you ever
5: no one's ever actually ever I, once, well
8: they're all dead <laughs> <once> <laughs> I and uncle I
5: get to kill them and resurrect them yes. every new special <laughs> nice my family likes it because I'm not really talking about them mm-hmm. if i've told real stories they would right. be embarrassed mm-hmm. but they like that I make things up but I had like a great aunt who came and she was like Anthony I'm so proud of you She's like almost a hundred years old at like a family a family reunion she's so excited and she's like I'm just so proud of you and then I see her a couple months later and I'm like Aunt Rose how are you and she's like I saw your act
10: <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> kidding
5: and if the your grandfather tone. was alive <laughs> he would beat you and I go lucky for me he's
4: like, <laughs> Can you imagine what
1: she thought of you at that point?
5: Yeah, they're all really proud. They're like, oh, Anthony's on TV. And then they go look it up. And they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) This guy's a monster. Do
1: people in social settings know how to deal with you?
5: No. No. I have like a mystique where people are afraid of me. Uh And it used to bother me. I'd be like, oh, I'm meeting these famous people now. Yeah, People I admire. And they don't want to talk to me because they're just like, "What's this guy going to say to me?" <laughs> yeah, he's a pariah. <laughs> and Je- I, I told to Jeff Ross. I told that to Jeff Ross, and he goes, "No, it's your mystique." And I was like, oh, "I have mystique. <laughs> nice.
10: Awesome." Nice. So now
5: I like that people kind of leave me alone uh, unless they're like huge fans and they know that I'm not really like that. Yeah, but I like that little buffer. It's you like nuts. to not have that little.
4: Um- small talk that is so painful at well, parties
5: yeah you don't think oh, i'm not on stage being everyone's friend mm-hmm. quite the opposite you're not yeah. on stage <laughs> yeah. being no, one's, no friend. one's friend yeah so people people
1: give me a wide berth and I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah because i think like if he were to be kind to me at a party or something i'd be like he's messing with me. yeah exactly he's, like, he's messing with
4: me. oh i just don't get it but he's messing
5: with me
1: but then i'd be like Nah, he's a great guy <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> he walks away yeah it, take, it takes people off guard
5: and yeah. i like people being off guard When they deal with me. And if I do, and I have that, it's like I'm a really nice guy, but I'm still holding a knife. You know, like, You're holding a knife with a smile. Exactly, that's you. Yeah, I can. Do, I can still do things with that knife, but I'm a nice guy.
1: I know a lot about this because I saw the Ted Bundy doc. Uh, so <laughs> Jezelnick is our generation's Ted Bundy.
5: I like that if you watch my special, the next thing it refers you to is the Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy that doc. Is yes.
8: nice. Because you liked Anthony Jezelnick, that's <laughs> the next one. You'll you like that's this delightful. serial killer story. Do uh, do people ever let you hold their child? now?
5: I have. I have a niece, a nephew uh who are like brand new
4: and uh, very it's young. not an answer yet. i'm
5: allowed i'm allowed to hold them okay my sister, but they're watching trust me yeah oh, they're watching me close yeah. there's nanny cams everywhere yeah. because uh, but it, otherwise i don't think strangers would ever let me hold their
1: baby. yeah because there's a large chunk of this special where it talks about how you find happiness in maybe dropping a baby
5: yeah uh <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the special but also like i don't want to hold you baby. right no. you know come on i've had people be like would you like to hold the baby no, <laughs> And they look at me like I'm crazy, but like, right. why would I want this? It's
8: Everybody's supposed baby. to love other people's babies. You yeah. Don't know I've, that?
5: Got, I've got God kids, the mm-hmm. niece and the nephew that I, who I adore, who I spoil. Uh, but other babies, yeah. other Beat babies it. can kick rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, I yeah. have kids and I don't want to hold anyone else's baby. It's just, no, you no. that's your thing. I yeah. am, I'm weeks away from having my first baby. Oh. And I, uh, I realized recently I don't like a baby's. <laughs> I'm going to okay. like mine, I think. People say, even if you don't like babies, you're going right. to love your own. But I don't think babies are cool, really. You're turning yeah. on pretty hard now? No, I, I don't think I've ever liked babies.
5: <laughs> I've heard it's like a 50-50 thing. Like, when you see your own child, half the time you're like, oh, I love this. This is mine. And the mm. other half, you're like, peace out. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that 50%, Johnson.
1: Well, I'll roll the dice.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like I'll try my hardest. Anthony <laughs>
4: Jesselneck is here. The uh, special, again, is called Fire in the Maternity Ward. It's on Netflix. Now, if you'd like to watch it, it's fantastic. We will take a break and come right back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, rock. Anthony Jesselneck is in the studio with us. Yeah! <laughs> it's a really lovely rat. applause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quick. Got a new special on Netflix called Fire in the Maternity Ward, and it's <laughs> very, very funny. I wanted to ask you, when you craft jokes, do you try desperately to cut out as many words as you can because your jokes
1: are so... Concise. Yes,
5: very yeah, concise. I cut out as many words as I can. I think that's just good writing. I yeah. think if you're writing a novel or a poem or whatever it is, cut out as many jokes as you can. But I just found that it was just the most efficient way to get the laugh. You know, you're trying to... You leave a red herring... Red herring? Red herring? herring. uh uh-huh. In the... Uh, Either. In the, in, the, in the setup and then blow it out of the water in the punchline. But the the fewer words you can use, the the... I think the bigger the laugh.
8: I was fascinated by something you recently posted on Twitter because we all saw thoughts and prayers and loved it. It was amazing. Thank you. And then it took you three years to craft this special, and you posted on Twitter every single, uh, basically, uh, set list Mm -hmm. for the last three years, and then you would show where you'd cross stuff off, where you'd circle it, where you'd move it to, and how you essentially crafted it in those three years. that That is fascinating.
5: Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to show like the journey of what it took to go from. You walk on stage with six jokes. Yeah. You're just trying to get 15 minutes together so you can go perform. And then it eventually turns into an hour over years. Like I took a year in L.A going up at the comedy store in Largo and building that 40 minutes then went to clubs How many times for a week year. how many times a week would you go? 5 or 6? I mean wow. I ve- didn't take a lot of time off and cuz you have to kind of embarrass yourself mm-hmm. in order to want to go write some more. Still? You know. Oh yeah, still. Okay. I mean that's what I'm doing right now is going up with all new stuff and being like this is awful I got to go write some more. And then I went to clubs for a year so you are doing five shows in a weekend and then by the end of that year it was like an hour and I took it to theaters for an entire year and then recorded at the end of that year. I wanted wow. to really make That's sure it was it was bulletproof. Yeah, but it, you I mean, I think a lot of people are putting out specials now without putting the work in because Netflix That's is true. just saying if you if you want a special, here you go. Yeah. And people are like, I got an hour. But is it good? Yeah. You know, I've talked to people who are like, I'm taping my special tomorrow. I just need 10 more minutes. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what are you talking about?
4: Oh God. <laughs> is it rare to find a comedian that works as hard as you do at that? I mean, do most of them sort of Wing it because they know they're funny.
5: I think you get to a level where the audience will applaud and laugh at you just because they know you already, and you have kind of that like that backstory. They're already working with. They're already a fan. But I like to be so hateable on stage. That the jokes <laughs> have to be great, even if you're already a fan. Like I can't. I feel like I've raised the bar. That if I just went out there and just talked. That people would be disappointed, and I can't, I can't have that.
1: I think, like when you talk about that, one of the most complex aspects to Anthony, and I've been a fan for a long time, is that you, you. I don't know if you've been doing it lately because I know it's a very light line right now but like you used to tweet the first joke after every tragedy mm-hmm. i would
8: go to his twitter just to see what it was and yeah. and
1: i mean we're talking like real tragedies not oh, like yeah. small things like really large ones and what was your like what was your approach to that like what what was it that made you feel that was important
5: uh pff, ego I, mean, I, would just, <laughs> I would just see something like this is so horrible and then because it's horrible I would think of the worst thing you could possibly say. Mm -hmm.
8: And And then you went past that (laughs) by a mile. Yeah. If I thought
5: like, I'm going to tweet this out and no one else is going to, no one else could think of this. Mm -hmm. But eventually people started catching on Mm -hmm. and tweeting their own jokes that I was, I would tweet a joke. Someone would be like, oh, someone tweeted this half an hour ago. And so it was like, oh, well, I don't want to, I'm not competing with people. (laughs) It's something that I did alone.
1: (laughs) You're trying to be the guy who does it. That's a super super weird thing anyway. I mean. Yeah, but not to be, like, existentialist about it if he's not going to be. But I always think that it does a service in a way. I think that it, it – because people can be angry immediately about it. But also, like, it desensitizes it for a second. And as much as that – it takes like, some of the pain out of it? A little bit. Yeah. Even if it's just one person doing it, from that point on, it, hacks won't do it, I guess, is what I'm thinking in my mind. Like, yeah. people who are terrible at it. There's someone who has a history with it and knows what's going on. And at least we can get that out of the way immediately. I don't know. I feel like it's more important than you sold to death. <laughs> I mean, if you can get the right joke and
5: yeah. make someone laugh on the day of a tragedy, it's great. Yeah. the there day of a like tragedy, bad jokes yeah. usually within like, day of. Yeah, day I don't want to wait. If you wait, then it's kind of. Then I think that's lame. Like, what service are you doing, really? But if you like the day of, people are upset, and then you laugh and you're like, oh, it's going to be okay. It might take a week, but it's. Go- but I'm going to get over this. And now there's a tragedy. Every couple yeah. of days, yeah. So, if that, yeah. you know, it's different. That I, I've kind of just gotten bored with with it. You know, I did it for so long, and Twitter's is, is not what it used to be. Right. That uh, that I don't feel the need to run on. But if I think of something that it goes in out. the moment, then I'll I'll throw it up.
4: Yeah. I can't imagine what goes on inside your head when something goes wrong in the morning, and you go, "Okay, like, this is my chance."
5: I just think like, it, that's it, a weird a, thing. It's it's just ridiculous to me how awful the world can be. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's absurd how just completely horrible things can get that. The only thing
1: I can do is throw a joke out Yeah, what joke is going to be worse than having a school shooting every day? Yeah. Like, what can he say that's more offensive than the idea that we haven't regulated any guns? Like, that's how I see it. And and
5: people going on and being sincere feels very fake (laughs) to me on Twitter when they're like, we need to do something now. It's like, is this tweet going to (laughs) help? I don't don't think so. (laughs) No. Why not make a joke? Yeah.
4: (laughs) Because most people can't. Yeah. Like, that, that you're getting into a scary area there where people try and fail, and if they fail miserably, when, when, when there's a tragedy. I mean, that's just...
5: Oh, terrible. yeah. I mean, yeah. not just on Twitter, but, like, I keep, I'll get invited to benefits. They'll be like, we're doing a benefit for this cause, and I'm like, you don't want me there. Because <laughs> I'll walk out, and I'll make fun of what the benefit's for, and then everyone hates me, and I ruin the show. Every What's the single worst, time. What is
1: the worst situation that's happened to you which has been misunderstood in that way? <sighs> like, booked wrong?
5: Oh yeah, I did something I did so- like years ago it was like there was a uh, an earthquake in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I was like uh I was like I'm starting a charity uh that teaches Cubans to eat rubble. Oh. <laughs> and the entire crowd was just like just completely shocked. I was like, Yeah, I'm not a great guy to have on a benefit. <laughs>
1: Jeez, rubble. <laughs> This is not good. <laughs> but I can't help it. <laughs> That's just
4: the way you work.
1: Yeah. It's my favorite signature. It's good. Yeah. All right. Uh,
4: we're out of time. Unfortunately, before we go, we're going to have 60 seconds with Allie. She's going to fire some questions at you, and you just give her the first thing that comes to your mind. Hit me. Uh, the special is Anthony Jesselnik Fire in the Maternity Ward. It's on Netflix See right it now. And it's fantastic. Yes. Allie?
8: Besides Debbie, could you kill someone again and get away with it? Would you?
5: Uh, f- Yes.
8: If you could have any superpower, what would it be?
5: Uh, flight.
8: Will the Steelers ever beat the Pats when it matters?
5: Um, <laughs> seems very guided. <laughs> I would be happy if we just injured Tom Brady. <laughs> All right,
8: fair. Do you tell friends when they have a bat in the cave?
5: Uh, yes.
8: What was your first job?
5: My first job, swimming instructor. Oh, <laughs> that's <been> horrible. I <laughs> that was not good at it.
8: <laughs> first celebrity crush.
5: First celebrity crush, Elizabeth Shue. Good one.
8: Oh, Nicest person in Hollywood? (laughs) Me. Worst person in Hollywood?
5: (laughs) Me. Did you have
8: a nickname growing up?
5: Everyone just called me Jessel Nick.
8: That sucks. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever thought about gunning it at a stop sign when someone walks past you in a crosswalk? Every time. You can only bring one album to a deserted island. Which one?
5: White Stripes Elephant.
8: Pineapple on pizza? No or yes, I'm a monster? Wait, what was it? Pineapple on pizza? No or yes? I'm a monster.
5: Yes, I'm a monster. I oh. eat a Hawaiian pizza. <laughs>
8: oh, ham and it.
5: pineapple. It's no. good. It's good sometimes. You don't smoke pot, do you?
8: <laughs> I don't. I don't like ham. So, are you Jewish? No.
5: Well, what's your excuse?
8: I just I like bacon. I don't like ham.
5: Oh, that is weird. What? Yeah.
8: I just ham is like, ugh, if I want something salty in my mouth, you know what I'm saying? Okay, right, great. That, well, that's
5: why you're you and I'm me. <laughs> All right,
7: <good> point.
4: <laughs> Thank you for coming All in, Anthony. Thanks we appreciate for having it. Me, guys. You, you bet.
7: The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock.
4: That's brand new Blink. It is good. Blink 182 called Blame It On My Youth. That's like an anthem.
1: Oh, I love that so much. You.
8: Why? Because I said it was an anthem. Th- and then he's like, oh, it's an anthem. Jensen just said it was an anthem. I said it was an anthem yeah, off, yeah. The off air. air.
1: Off air doesn't mean anything. Right. It
4: doesn't count. stealing no. dick. And uh, Blake, of course, is going to be touring with Lil Wayne as Which well. Which is a
1: good pairing.
4: I, know I think so, too. People... I
8: said it was a good pairing. Oh, Off it. air, though. <laughs>
1: off air. Again, on air is the only thing that counts. I think, in my opinion, a lot of people were like, that's a weird pairing. Why would... I was like, that's perfect. I liked it immediately. Yeah, they'll... they'll completely connect with mm-hmm. both audiences do we so. have
4: travis can we call travis <laughs> sure. let's call
1: let's see if he's I, travis. number one cool. i don't think travis barker sits around waiting for his phone to ring but this is well, worth it i guess i don't know it depends on if we have the right number <laughs> this, this is vintage kevin Ryder. if
4: it's a wrong if, <laughs> if it's a it's, wrong number we're in trouble this could go either way we're gonna ask whoever it is what it's gonna if be it's like A dry cleaners to tour with yeah. little Wayne,
1: whatever it is hello travis yes how are you? Hey. hey, look at that! That works. It worked, <laughs> Travis Barker. Welcome. On?
4: Hey, we just played your new song, "Blame It On My Youth," mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Oh, That's awesome. Travis, I heard
8: I heard a really smart girl say it's like an anthem. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that.
4: It is kind of
12: an anthem. Yeah, wow. it is, Travis. Uh-huh.
8: Yeah, it
12: is. <laughs> Everything <laughs> was awesome. Was already taken, so we you know we replaced it with that one. You know, <laughs> <Yeah.
4: Love it. laughs> Well, we love the new song, and we were just talking about Blink and, Wayne, and Lil Wayne touring. And what a great idea that seems like. And we were surprised that not everyone bought into it immediately. I I think it sounds awesome.
12: I know I feel like everyone's blaming me for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the hip hop guy, yeah. But,
12: no, you know, and it wasn't even uh it had been brought up by our agent and I was like, "Wow, that's the best idea ever." And of course, you don't have to twist my arm like yeah. I toured with Wayne in in 2006 and 2007 and, you know, I've collaborated with him many times mm. or whatever and He loves rock music. It's actually, I think it's just 2019, and some people don't realize that. And, like, music's music. It's not, you know, like, that's why festivals are so great nowadays is you go and you see, like, however many different styles of groups. Like, that's why Coachella is awesome. That's why, you know, anything like that. Europe's been doing it for years. (laughs) Look, I I just love the idea. I'm really excited.
4: I just love the idea that it's not Blink One Eighty Two and almost Blink One Eighty Two. You know what I mean? Like it's completely
8: separate yeah. acts, oh. and I love that. And the crossover though is going to be huge between the fans.
1: Yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and we we get to hear Travis do drums on a millie. I'm assuming.
12: Yeah, I mean, I'll love play it. with him whatever you know, <laughs> whenever he wants. But yeah, I mean that mashup. I had I had actually we were thinking of ways to announce the tour. And I came up with this mashup between What's My Age Again and a Millie. And And that was on your
4: Instagram, right?
12: Yeah, I put it on my Instagram. But no, like, I had mashed it up, like, just in the computer. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Because my manager had said, like, that'd be a cool way to announce the tour. Why don't you do a mashup? And I did a mashup. And then everyone heard it and was like, whoa, why don't we actually recreate that in real life? And then that's where that video came from. But I think people are are under the impression that we're gonna be uh hybriding like, you know, songs live, like a live mashup oh, song. Yeah. No, it was just like something fun to do to announce the tour, you know?
8: So it's not gonna be like Elton John and Billy Joel when they tour together and do each other's songs?
12: No, but that would be kind of awesome,
8: right?
1: It'd be so awesome. Where, where would the... I would give,
12: to, right? you know, Hoppus is Hoppus is laying down like sixteen bars, Wayne. That'd be great. That would
1: be great. <laughs> You're literally, I just bought tickets. Uh, the new with the new song, like where, like who produced the new track?
12: Okay, so Tim Pagnatta mm-hmm. uh, produced the song. That we basically we had gotten a studio, um, and we were just kind of. I don't know, just vibing, and, and it actually started from, like, a beat I had. You know, I'll go in, like, and write, you know, whatever, 20, 30 beats to get ready for sessions. And, and we were just kind of, like, listening to other stuff I'd worked on. I said, well, I have this beat, and no one's got on it yet if, if it sparks an idea. And then everyone really loved that idea, and then it became something, you know, completely different, which is blaming on my youth.
4: I don't know um, any other bands that start with a beat you know what i mean the majority of our our,
12: the majority of our albums started with beats and rhythms it it actually stops you from from creating the same thing over and over again if you if you kind of like start with a rhythm you know it's it's i I, I don't know rhythm is everything and it it kind of differentiates song from song and and i don't know that's that's how it came up but a lot of this album i was really stoked that uh you know, started from from actual beats that I had that turned into something obviously much greater than my beat. But I'm I'm glad it uh, it triggered something. You know,
8: are you getting any texts right now?
1: <laughs> Am I getting any what
8: texts? Your phone is blowing I'm, I'm
1: more nervous about the ESPN update, yeah. right?
8: Yeah. And then it it's, sounded like because, a Dracula it's vibe. I'm
1: talking to you guys. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, I like it. I was nervous. I was like, did LeBron get traded? I started checking my internet. Now Travis, <laughs> so funny. I
8: know that you've talked about the uh the forthcoming album being a bit experimental, but also having it be like uh your 2003 Blink-182 album, the closest thing to that. So, which one is it?
12: Yeah, so that album like Self-titled, untitled, whatever you want to call it, was really, really influenced by... There was, like, a lot of hip-hop beats on there, mm-hmm. and and that's what really made that record different, and there's definitely songs on this album that are reminiscent of self-titled in that same way, and knowing, like, what I just said, a lot of 90% of everything that started on the album started with a beat, so... It's definitely far different than California.
8: And when can we expect that album?
12: It's coming so soon. Oh, oh we're literally. Okay, we're literally, so so I don't soon. I do want to tell you what we're doing right now. All right.
8: <laughs> You're picking the artwork because it's done.
12: Yeah, yeah. Artwork. Everything has been really cool too. You know, like.
8: By the way, we um, were I just wanna,
12: guessing. I don't want to <laughs> spoil the fun, but a lot of friends and people like, you know, someone very close to me and dear to me that I've known for almost two decades is doing the artwork, and, and I've worked with them in the past, and, and it's just, yeah, it's really exciting.
4: Travis, honestly, we were just guessing that you were on the artwork. We I mean, didn't, I've got ESPN. We, <laughs> we didn't know. I'm pretty good here. <laughs> but it sounds fantastic, and I can't wait for it to come out. And again, the tour is you guys in Blink-182 and Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. And you are going to, with a special guest, Neck Deep, and you're going to be, the local dates are August 8th at the Forum, and then August 27th at Five Point Amphitheater. And if you, yes. want, if you want to go to those, you can go to livenation.com. Tickets go on sale this Friday at noon. I'll be at the Forum. Same. Sure. No Sure. Doubt. Looking forward to it. We love the new song, Travis, and thank you for taking the time today. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Thank Thanks you, man. Too. Bye now.
7: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K K-Rock.
4: Time for one more. What's happening with Ellie? Okay. Guys, What's going on? Uh,
8: Bean nailed it.
4: Yeah. It's so creepy. That's weird.
8: This is very odd. Right. Uh, when we were talking about baby names for Jensen, Bean had mentioned how much he loves the name Archie. Like and, it was his number one. Oh, number one. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's an amazing name. And we're like, you just like the comics. What are you doing? Right. And then he had said for a royal baby name, he likes Archie the most.
4: Yeah. It was. He was he just, look, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? He just
1: keeps saying Archie until somebody names a kid Archie. Uh, but. The, and he was right. I mean, the man has the queen tattooed on his arm. I mean, this is specifically what he would be guessing.
8: Yes. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are delighted to n- announce that they have named their son...
1: Count Smoky
8: Love. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor.
1: What's, the Mountbatten, What's the Mountbatten? I don't know. Let's
8: focus on the Archie. Okay. okay. I like that. Archie! I don't mind Archie either. Yeah. It is odd that he he guessed that. Yeah, he did. Do you think he's closer to the Queen than we think? Do you think that's where
1: mean, he is like, right now?
8: In the Queen? You mean, I mean, like, visiting the Queen? Yeah.
1: Right? Everyone saw that.
8: We got it, Kevin. I'm all Hogan, by the way. Thank you, sir. Um, wow, that's nailed odd. it. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: weird.
8: And speaking of uh, Jean Bean Baxter, Amy Schumer revealed the name of her newborn son. His name is Gene Attell Fisher. Unbelievable.
1: There's a Gene and an Archie yes. in the news.
8: Unbelievable. <laughs> But I love that the middle name is Attel because of Dave Attel, mm-hmm. who Amy Schumer has been good friends with for a long time. So that's delightful.
9: Yeah, Bean, it is a name. God.
8: All right, ma'am. <laughs> okay. You guys heard this Clay Thompson story? No. So the athletics Ethan Strauss did an article and he said, Clay Thompson conserves his energy for what he loves, and he's always been impatient with any less than favorite activity. That's why there was some amusement in Warriors Land when an hour left in the film, Clay Thompson got up and left a screening of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the plot didn't interest him, not enough to demand that much time and attention. He gave it two hours. And why then did he give it
4: two hours? Then? I get what? it. I get it. You get it, but you
1: didn't go. I, you I, didn't give it two
4: hours. No,
8: but and I then understand. get up and walk. I understand.
1: Out. After two hours, he's like, "That's cool. I get it."
8: But after two hours.
1: I mean, listen, we're looking at a man who's only watching the last season (laughs) of Game of Thrones and feels satisfied. That's true, Kevin. But in this movie, Mm -hmm. you have no idea how it ends. Someone will tell. Someone will tell. (laughs) He'll get to the locker room. Someone will go, like, do you need the last hour? Yeah. Here's what happens.
8: You know who not to talk about Clay Thompson with? Who? Producer Christine. Um, I said I was going to do the story, and she instantly yelled, I hate his stupid face. (laughs) I'm like okay, Christine. What's that all about? Um, she hates his stupid face and says he looks like someone from Color Me Bad and like John B had a baby, and it really upsets her. Okay, and I think mostly because he's on the Warriors. Yeah, and they're they're good, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And he wasn't he on the Clippers for a minute or no? I don't Who? think so. Clay Thompson? No. no, I don't think so. Oh, he's Michael Thompson's son. Yes. See, okay. that's why I was thinking Clippers. I, no, you're thinking one his, of those sons- his
1: Brothers on the Dodgers.
8: What? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah.
8: Michael Thompson has super talented kids like that. Is not that not true? the Dodgers
1: anymore, but he, he was, was. He was. was yeah. Wow. He was.
8: Okay. I was thinking of Doc Rivers and then Austin for some reason, their son <laughs> and dad. All right. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. Producer Christine hates his stupid face. Right. And now Kevin hates his stupid well, everything because he walked out of Avengers <laughs> Endgame. It's just nuts, right? It's ridiculous. Re- if you're going to spend two hours, yeah, go ahead and finish it up. Yeah. You guys, uh, ratings for Jeopardy have steadily oh, increased back. from 9.6 million viewers during early April to 12 million by the end of the month. And they are, it's all because of James. James Holtzauer, who is basically trying to beat Ken Jennings all-time record of 2.5 million bucks set in 2004 is it
4: teamwork between he and you however because you talk about it listen i love him so much um
8: he's currently um at about 1.6 million and people are tuning in because they want to see him break the record and see what his streak is he's just he's playing the game Unlike anyone has seen yeah. him play the game before. But in a sad twist of fate for the people over there at Jeopardy, who, you know, your numbers were big enough to dethrone the reigning syndication ratings champ, Judge Judy. Which never um, happens. Which never happens. Mm-hmm. And to have a trajectory of 9.6 million viewers at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. up to 12 million by the end of the month is unheard of. That's just insanity.
10: Right.
8: Worst timing ever... Uh the teachers tournament just began yesterday for two weeks, so James won't be back on until May 20th. It's a
1: ratings nightmare for them, right? Mm-hmm. It really is.
8: Plus, it's May sweeps, and it's just you don't want that
1: canceled because you hate teachers.
8: Oh, you hate teachers, <laughs> you hate you don't to want see teachers see to make win. money, they already
1: make so much. <laughs> no, a teachers They're tournament so is
8: always a really fun tournament, but you gotta wonder if the people there are like, Oh, why didn't we do this later in the summer? But yeah. But he'll be back May 20th, and may I just say, check out the teacher's tournament, because... Uh, oh, well, I mean, you, at this point, you work for them, right? I do. I yeah. do. Okay. Teacher's tournament is real good. They had a teacher on last night that basically said, I'm the cool teacher. And uh-huh. <laughs> James... James? What? Uh, Alex Trebek was like, well, what makes you the cool teacher? And she's like, well, I mean, I was in the military. I did a bunch of stuff before I became a teacher, so the kids always want to talk to me about what It's like being me, me, and I was like, No, the kids don't want to do work. Yeah. You just are chatty Kathy up yeah. there in
1: high school. Whenever you had a substitute teacher, you knew the minute you got them to talk about yes. their personal life,
8: it yep. was you were, you were in, it you was weren't the doing best game of your life. Yeah, might and as well you, roll in the TV, you're gonna watch a movie.
4: And yeah. if you say, I'm the cool, fill in the blank, you're not, you're not, you're, you're not, just, not the cool mom, you're just no, not. no.
8: She lost, wow. she lost big, too. Just saying, she Good. had the only right to have uh, okay. final okay. jeopardy. What okay. <laughs> the answer was Annie. Right, don't care. Um, guys, Lana Del Rey has a new album coming hey, out. He do. Jack Antonoff is producing it. It's called Norman Effing Rockwell. We don't know much about it so far, and we're not sure if this song that she posted a preview of on her Instagram yesterday will be making it. But that song is—it's uh, a cover of Sublime. How many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink?
4: blind did the
6: best version of it. But this is good, too. Yeah. Shrimps are pretty rich.
8: Here's Bradley. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Someone's a lot going of people down the aisle to that song eventually, know right? No, he played the, the pan flute. Hope so. There. Mm-hmm. That is not it. Yeah. However, I would want that song on any album because mm-hmm. it is a bop. Agreed. But here is Lana Del Rey covering Sublime's Doin' Time.
6: I'm a hamster, not a trapeze artist. I'm not a circus act. I'm a hamster. Am I in any way related to the wheel? I have nothing
8: in common with wheels. Yeah. That's right. actually, no, that's actually Vincent Stringer. D'Onofrio oh. just doing a song about hamsters. Or you want Rey? Yeah, if you oh. could. Summertime. It's a great version of it.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Weird that she had to do it through a cam. hmm <laughs>
4: Is she saying that's on the album or you're just No, she No, we don't know
8: she, if it's on the album. Why did but she, post she it? yeah, she posted it uh, to her Instagram. So All right. We don't know, you guys. Just a little preview of that version. That's
4: uh, great. I don't... Great album. Great uh-huh. album. I didn't know who I was until yeah. I heard this album. Again, out?
8: not not out. Not out. Not out. Mm. Ben Stiller he wants to make a documentary about his parents. No. And I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah. If you don't know who his parents are, they are comedy legends, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira. And gosh, they are... They're magic. They're oh, absolute magic they do together. Magic? You know him. Right? <laughs> they might. Yes, they yeah. might be
1: clowns. <laughs> we know him from Seinfeld. Yep. Right? He was yeah. uh, Jerry's dad. And yeah. then, I mean, she's in a bunch he of was, stuff, He uh, was right? George's dad. George's dad, yeah. right. And she's in a bunch of stuff, too, right?
8: Just a classic couple. I know them from couple. their comedy yeah. team,
1: yeah.
8: Um, he said, I'm actually right now putting together all footage of my parents to try and make some sort of documentary. It's crazy to watch it all. There's so much stuff. He told Stephen Colbert that at the Montclair Film Festival. So I say, Ben Stiller, make that documentary, and I will watch it. I don't know if that's the push you needed. but I'm sure uh, that's it. He's probably
1: just driving, and he was like, I was on the fence, but now I have to. Right.
8: Understandable. Let's talk some birthdays for you. Actor Stephen Amell, singer Enrique Iglesias, and drummer Alex Van Halen. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Sally. A 5 p.m.
4: commercial free hour is happening thanks to the random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Come <gasps> up tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's Thursday. So we have Get Up on This with Jensen.
10: Mm-hmm.
4: We have uh, Dr. Drew and mm-hmm. the host of American Ninja Warrior, Akbar Bajabiamila. Uh, I pra- mean, I is- feel
8: like you're getting very close. It's I just working. slow
4: it down and it's yeah. working. Yeah.
8: Okay. It's working. Like it.
4: Until tomorrow <laughs> when he's here and then it will be bad. Tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey rock How
7: powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,